welcome to yet another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Masterclass is also brought to us by Lancaster University. They boast of being the only British university campus in all of West Africa. My name is Yabanafo and I'll be your host for today's show. Still in the month of November, inching closely to December, like we always say here on the show, Christmas is almost going to be here. If there's something that you plan to do beginning of year you still haven't done yet, you've still got a few more days to go, it's, too, it's never too late to start. By all means, do start something and then you'll be glad that you did. Last week, we started a different conversation after we had spent some time talking about project management. And it was on the rather interesting topic of the future of work. The future of work. Everything is changing. Post-COVID-19, a lot of things are changing. The way we think, the way we work. You hear two key words, and I was glad to hear those words on the morning show today. Winston was talking about them. Digitization and digitalization. I think last week we spent some time, our host tried to explain the differences for us. That's taking over pretty much everything that we're doing. We started an interesting conversation last week. We didn't have a lot of time last week. Today, I'm, I'm going to speak very little. And I'm going to allow my guest to tell us a bit more about this conversation and how it affects us in our daily lives and how it affects us in our businesses and how we should position ourselves to be relevant. Because one of the things that struck me in the conversation last week when it started was the top 10 jobs that are going to be here in the next 5 to 10 years and the top 10 jobs that are going to decline. My guest for today's show, same as last week, is Mr. Richard Osei-Eni. Richard, you're welcome to the conversation. Thank you very much. Um, Richard has one of those CVs. If I'm going to read it, um, it's going to take forever because it's a very impressive CV, but he's the chairman and managing partner of the Hatchery Positivo BGH, which is a technology firm with interest in educational technology and health solutions, and he works out of Accra. He's got a very tall CV. He's been there and back, worked in the US, in the UK, in Europe, in all sorts of places, and he's Ghanaian. He's one of our very own. This afternoon, Richard is going to share some thoughts with us for free. We don't have to pay, go online, pay anybody. Just listen, just stay tuned in, and you get some tips. Careful, I've been sending advice. Richard, I'm excited because, you know, one of the key things that we've learned in the past, let's say, five, um, seven years is that information is power. <laughs> information is power. Data today is becoming, should I say, more valuable than gold. Because with data, you can make more money, isn't yep. it? Yep. So yep. it's always a great thing when we are able to share information with people so that we can all become better yeah. as individuals, as families, as homes, as companies, yep. and as a nation. Absolutely. Last week, we started a conversation <coughs> introducing what's going to happen with all of these things that are changing, the changes that have begun to affect the world. Maybe one minute, you can do a quick recap, and then we can sort of go into today's yeah. conversation. I'm particularly excited about the top 10 jobs. <laughs> you know, I had a, a listener from the U.S., Ike. Yes. Ike, good afternoon to you if you're listening. And he wanted us to go over them again. I right. think we didn't have okay. time to do that. Yes, let me see if I can retrieve um, his question. His question. And, yes, uh, yes. And I mean, otherwise, yeah. we can always address it when we get interactive. Right, okay. Yes. But let's just do a quick recap, and then we go straight into today's okay. conversation. So, yes, we started last week looking at it from a global perspective mm. uh, where the world was going and we were talking about the fact that certain parts of the western world when they sneeze we we catch a cold mm. and what is happening in terms of technology uh, digitization digitalization mm-hmm. uh, i've had an argument on the forum <laughs> on these two <laughs> words um what is happening with um, automation and innovation. We talked about the fact that as soon as you release automation, 
innovation needs to plug in because automation tends to deplete jobs mm-hmm. but innovation starts uh, creating more jobs mm-hmm. this thing about robotics and so on and how that affects our local environment in terms of education in terms of how we train in terms of technical vocational tertiary mm-hmm. um, education and also really the world of work entrepreneurship is a big 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 uh, part mm-hmm. of of what we do and it's interesting to think about how entrepreneurship is going to change and how entrepreneurs need to start thinking about the various spaces they occupy, the opportunities, the challenges. Entrepreneurship for me is a very simple thing. Mm. Can you solve problems? Can you solve those problems at a cost-effective price point enough to make you make a profit? And what is your risk appetite Mm. in all this? this? So at some point, um, we we will get into entrepreneurship. So I think that's how we started la- la- last week. But but today, I really wanted to focus on the foundation of the, the future of work. Before, it, you, yes. before you even go on, okay. you know, you, in your introduction, you mentioned the thing about positioning ourselves yes. in a way that yes. allows us to be relevant for the future. Yes. There's something happening in Ghana, and I think that a lot of the people within that industry know about mm-hmm. it. We've heard about Tesla. Yes. And when I say Tesla, let me extend it and go to electric cars. Okay, so for those of you who are listening to us who have not heard yet, there are some vehicle companies in Ghana who are already testing yes. electric cars. And they are in Ghana. Yeah. It's not that they are going to be brought into Ghana. They are here and they are being tested. And they don't run on petrol or diesel. <laughs> Let me leave it there. <laughs> Interesting point. I, I, I walked into, um, I spent some time on a golf course in another mm. part of the world. And when I walked into the car park, all I saw were charging devices for electric cars. That's where I, I was mean, going. <laughs> So, uh, if we're talking about opportunity That's for people, doing. need to start thinking about could they provide charging points exactly. at different and, places? And that's something for, that hasn't yeah. started yet. You're an entrepreneur, you're listening, you're already in the industry. Begin to think about how you are going to put yourself in a good place. It's being done elsewhere. Yeah. Go and learn the blueprint. Don't yeah. reinvent the wheel yourself. Yeah. In the next 10 years, when Ghana begins to have electric cars on our roads, those cars need to stop somewhere and charge. Absolutely. Who's going to sell the implements? Who's yeah. going to retail them? Yeah. What's going to be the government policy on all those things? Put yourself in there now, so that you know when the time comes, you're in a, you're in a great place. Yeah, I think that's a scoop. Yeah, a free um, scoop from Masterclass. Of course, of course. <laughs> and, and 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 I think recently, a few months ago, I saw the Minister of Energy testing mm. uh, what do you call it an electric vehicle. Yeah. Um, so the opportunity exists. That's about the time to start exploring. There's actually another company here. That is doing electric taxis. Mm. Uh, one of those companies out of the hubs. I think mm. it's Kumasi Hive or something. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so quickly on the top 10 emerging jobs uh, for your listener uh, who said I went through too fast mm-hmm. for him uh, <laughs> last last week. So the top 10 emerging jobs. Number one, data analysts and scientists. Mm-hmm. Two, AI and machine learning specialists. Three, general and operations managers. Four, software and applications developers and analysts. Five, sales and marketing professionals. Six, big data specialists. Seven, digital transformation specialists. Eight, new technology specialists. Nine, organizational development specialists. And ten, information technology services. Now, the declining one, no prizes for guessing, data entry clerks, accounting, bookkeeping, bookkeeping and payroll clerks, administrative and executive secretaries, assembly and factory workers, client information and customer service workers, 
business services and administration managers, accountants and auditors, material recording and stockkeeping clerks, general and operations managers, and postal service clerks. Uh, postal service, we talked about was the last time you actually wrote and delivered a physical letter. Everything is pretty much emails, emails and uh, mail, scans and so on and so yeah. forth. So um, that is where we are going. And, and the speed at which this is happening is, is just mm. phenomenal. Uh, one of the World Economic Reports, forum reports that I read, that was two years ago, was mm. saying that the, the, these kinds of jobs I'm talking about will be available in 2022. We are nearly this in close. 2022. Yes. We are a few months, we're in 2022. And just imagine another report I read, which was, which was um, put together about a year ago, projected to 2025. But the, the, the kind of framework we're working with is about 2030. Mm. Link everything to SDG goals and sustainable mm-hmm. development goals, uh, climate change, and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. And climate change has been quite topical over the last Indeed. few Indeed. few um few few weeks uh what they're doing in, in glasgow scotland um so uh, today i wanted to focus on early childhood development mm. uh, as a foundation for the kind of skills mm-hmm. that uh, people need to be thinking about Globally, let me just mention to those who are listening who are entrepreneurs and business mm-hmm. owners that um we started this conversation off air yeah so our promise is that once he's done sharing the early childhood development, yeah. we're going to look at the implication on the kind of workforce you have right, right. now, how they've been formed, and yes. what you can do as a business owner to either enhance what they've learned, which is yeah. right, or change what they've learned, which is wrong. So it's, don't go away. Okay. So, I mean, as usual, let's deal with some stats. Mm. Uh, 250 million children under the age of five are at the risk of not reaching their full developmental potential. Globally, you have 260 million between the age of 15 and 24 out of school and out of work. Poor healthcare, nutrition, first thousand days of a child's development is critical. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I mean, in between the ages of two, zero to two, is when the child actually starts to learn how to learn. Mm. Our brain function, I mean, the, the, the science and the research points to the fact that our brain function starts developing at that space, at that, at that, at that age. Mm-hmm. So it's extremely important that you pay attention to the kind of nutrition, the kind of engagement, the kind of stimulation that the child has mm. in terms of their early childhood development, uh, whether it's in preschool, whether it's in nursery, mm-hmm. whether it's in kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, that, that kind of, um, that, that frame if you get it wrong at that at that point in time and there are studies in in jamaica and guatemala where they looked at kids from uh zero to 18 Mm -hmm. and how that has impacted their world of work and in guatemala from 18 to 24 and how that has affected their 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 world of work it's 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 critical that Mm. Uh, policymakers health development specialists uh, medical professional parents pay attention to that 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 um, stage of, of, of growth okay um, so the zero to three years phase when a child needs good investments in health nutrition and stimulation uh, three to five years important for children how to socialize and engage in play-based <coughs> learning okay um, there's a there's one condition that affects children globally as well a condition called stunting 
Stanton. And it's a, it's so important. I mean, it it's actually impairs growth and development uh, that children experience from poor nutrition, repeated infection, and psychosocial stimulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, WHO defines a stunted child as uh, if their height for age is more than two standard deviations below the WHO star, uh, child growth standards median. Stunting in early life, I talked about the first thousand days from conception until the age of two, impairs growth. There's poor cognition and educational uh, performance. It impacts your lo- uh, your adult wages, lost productivity, sometimes excessive weight gain uh, later on in, in, in life, increased risk of nutrition-related chronic chronic diseases in, in early early life. So it's, it's like a slowdown of It's a slowdown of your progress. Of, yeah, your, your whole developmental process <laughs> is, is, is kind of a slowdown. But in terms of uh, when, when students or children go to school, people start to equate or historically have equated the fact that the fact that you've attended, attendance doesn't necessarily mean that you've learned. True. You know, so keep going to school, keep going to school, going through, uh, what you call it, um, the various lessons, tests, and so on and so forth, all sorts of test course. I, I mean, I, I keep saying this is, a, this, is a, this is a whole semester course, so it's very difficult to sort of uh, deep dive in some of these things. So let, let, let me run through it. But the, 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 the World Bank have a human capital index, uh, which looks at health and education data for many countries. And it calculates how a generation may fall short of achieving their full potential. Mm. It combines five carefully selected indicators. Child survival, the school environment, quality of learning, healthy growth, and adult survival. They work it out and calculate it between 0 and 1% Mm -hmm. based on how much indicator contributes to productivity as an adult. What does all this mean? Will the child live long? Will, will they stay? Will, will, will they die before their time? Mm-hmm. Will the child learn to read and write uh, fluently? Will the child become confident in math, science, and problem solving? Will the child be prepared for university? Hush, I mean, uh, that one, you need to slash it to technical, vocation, mm-hmm. whatever. Our fixation has always tertiary. been... Tertiary. Tertiary, yes. Our fixation has always been uh, university. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are different parts as we painfully start to to sort of uh, realize Mm -hmm. uh, based on our colonialization and our socialization. Mm -hmm. Um, Will the child grow up in a healthy and safe environment and so on? So for each country, the Human Capital Index tells a story. A story about what the future of of a generation will be compared to and what it could be. If a country, for example, has an index value of, say, 0.6, it means that the producti- the productivity of that generation in the workforce will be about sixty percent. Right. Let me let that sink in. So at zero point six, the productivity you are not exploiting your full potential. I mean, that means there's a loss or shortfall of about forty percent. Okay, I'll come to Ghana's uh, human capital index, and it's also slightly gender gender biased for all sorts of uh, mm. uh, reasons. Um, you actually, for that 0.6, business as usual is, is costing the country about 40% mm-hmm. of its income in the long run. Ghana's 
human capital index straddles between 0.4 to 0.5, depending on gender. Wow. For for males, it's slightly above the 0.4, inching wow. towards the 0.5, slightly below for 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 females. That, that's combining that, all the all the factors you all spoke the factors about. I, I I listed. I mean, and 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 it starts right from early childhood all the way through primary, secondary, tertiary. Uh, for those that cut off at say basic school, which is JHS. I think last time I read somewhere that now basic school is actually cons- SHS is now considered part of uh, basic school. So from zero to seventeen or eighteen, when you leave SHS and migrate on to or make make that switch on to tertiary. Uh, so the human capital index measures all these things, and and that number is paints as a picture or a story of what is happening in any country. I'm quiet because I'm just thinking 50%, even yeah. if it's 55, that's a shortfall of what? 45. Yeah. 45%. You know, um, there, there are all sorts of interventions that government tries to make and so on and so forth, but it really drills down back to the foundations. Mm. Now, you look at certain parts. Accra, as we live in, in Accra, there are all sorts of plush residential places and so in on. Accra, but yeah. In Accra, which is the capital, there are several pockets of deep levels of deprivation. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you should go and, what do you call it, uh, do a, a bit of research on that spaces, you will see some of the things I'm talking about mm-hmm. as far as uh, nutrition is concerned, Indeed. as far as the kind of education that the, 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 the children are exposed the to. Access, in, in that sort of access uh, inclusion, equity. Mm-hmm. These are three key words that should accompany any education uh, system, but um, struggles in, in certain uh, environments. Now, we, we, we sort of uh, looked at what is the ideal? What is the nirvana? What is, uh, what do you call it, uh, paradise as far as education 4.0 is concern, mm-hmm. concerned? And what sort of skills should be embedded in the curriculum so that kids naturally... Uh, so by the time they come out of school, they're prepared, it's, they're it's, ready. It's embedded. It's embedded. I was talking to you earlier on about the culture of reading, which was uh, embedded in uh, my case study, uh, mm-hmm. Safo. As early as six, seven years, mm-hmm. he, he was dropped at, uh, what do you call it, uh, British Council. Mm-hmm. That kind of... Uh, to read, mm-hmm. generally to read for two, three hours. Uh, that kind of uh, uh, process was embedded. Or, orientation, if you like. Orientation, and, yes. Yeah. And, and, and that carried on throughout, throughout his life. Okay, I mean, they, they were comparing who's read Hardy Boys, who's read Nancy Drew, who's read mm-hmm. Annie Blyton. Compared to another guy, Sani, who went to uh, mm-hmm. Fadama Ali. Mm-hmm. Both of them, after, after school, will play football together. It's together. But the orientation completely dif- different l- l- let me quickly get on to mm-hmm. the uh, i'm aware of the of the time um global citizenship skills mm-hmm. that's one of the core skills that needs to be developed or the curriculum needs to d- develop and the content must focus on building awareness about the wider world sustainability and playing an active role in the global community so uh, global citizenship skills mm-hmm. kids need to develop or be oriented 
be oriented in global citizenship skills. Innovation and creativity skills. Foster skills for innovation, complex problem solving, analytical thinking, creativity and systems analysis. Mm-hmm. You know, there are ways of structuring assessments from as little as five years all the way through mm-hmm. to be able to hit those types of yeah. uh, uh, skills that we're, we're talking about. Technology skills. We've been talking about digitization and digitalization, digital skills, programming, digital responsibility, and the use of technology, interpersonal skills, emotional intelligence. I mean, people tend to miss the difference between the IQ and the and the EQ. EQ. Yeah, and in in more ways than one, as we sort of engage with schools and parents mm-hmm. and all sorts of students, IQ is fantastic. But in the kind of globalized world that we're looking at, EQ or emotional intelligence is actually becoming uh, a very strong uh, uh, skill that needs to be nurtured and cultivated in in, in students. Mm. So interpersonal, emotional intelligence, empathy, cooperation, negotiation, leadership, and social awareness. You know, we're talking earlier on about empathy mm-hmm. and the fact that in some environments or spaces in schools and so on, because a kid may be autistic or may be uh, excluded excluded because of a certain condition which they have no mm-hmm. uh, control over. Mm-hmm. And, and parents need to understand that they cannot shield their kids mm-hmm. from these types of uh, environments and spaces because mm-hmm. they will leave you will suffer the emptiness syndrome they will go on to college they will go on to the world of work mm-hmm. and they will have to deal with different people from different backgrounds races mm. uh, gender uh, all these um, uh, issues that we are having recently on the LBGQ you would have to relate to people from yeah. different backgrounds yeah. and if empathy is not one of the skills you have cultivated or nurtured mm-hmm. you're going to have problems in in um the the world of the world of work you know i have i have always maintained mm-hmm. that um education and I, I i love that word i mm-hmm. I, I prefer the word education to schooling okay because education is total yes it's not just the academics holistic and so i always say that education is a preparation for life mm-hmm. you learn how to deal with other people you learn how to you know, deal with a person who's not as smart as you are, yeah. who's not as endowed as you are, who's not as intelligent as you are, or who's more intelligent than you are. You learn how to deal with successes and mm-hmm. failures. You learn how to interact, social, you know, skills and all of that. Then it's such a critical part of our orientation process for our children. And, it is. And, and educationists who are listening to us, who are, let's say you're an owner of a school, you're a business person, you own a school, you run a school. It's absolutely critical to understand that the curriculum that you deliver must prepare these children to become all-round persons. We talk about exposure. We mm-hmm. talk about now we find that yeah. in certain schools and in certain curricula, the children are, are being engaged more on, let's say, excursions, on field trips yep. for the learning process. Yep. I, I always give the example that mm-hmm. I finished <laughs> I finished senior high. Yeah. I did geography in school. Yeah. And I learned about igneous rocks. <laughs> igneous the first time I saw <laughs> an igneous rock was when I finished university right. and I had a chance to travel to a certain place. <laughs> now, how does how do I compete with a child my yeah. age 
who would go into the field on a field trip yeah. and they would say, that's what an igneous rock looks like. It comes out of so and so. That's what sedimentary rocks yes. look like. I, yes. I, they would never have to no. memorize the definition. Mm. So I, it's, I, I, I just sent you to, a video. To, yeah, I want to hit on that yeah. for me for business owners yeah. who run educational institutions. Yeah. Yeah. It's important how we condition these children because Absolutely. otherwise you create problems for the job market. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it takes me back to when we were in school and the kinds of um, jokes that we used to make around some of our colleagues or, or, or mates who mm. were not academically sort mm. of uh, inclined. inclined. Yes. Um, going back and uh, when I was doing my teacher training, mm. one of the key things was how you engage a classroom. There are people that may be autistic. There are mm-hmm. people that may be blind. I mean, in terms of color, mm. color, color blind. There are people that cannot hear you. Mm-hmm. Your, your lesson notes and everything needs to be tailored to make sure that mm-hmm. every person in the, in the, in the classroom is, well, is able, to is, is able to benefit. But back quickly to um, the, 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 the school owners and educationists mm-hmm. and so on. It, it, this is fundamental. This is where the world is going. And there's a building blocks for uh, providing digital skills mm-hmm. to uh, your, your, your students. Um, I was just about talking about personalized and self-paced learning, individual le- uh, uh, lesson mm-hmm. plans and tailoring and making education bespoke mm-hmm. to the, the child. Yes, I mean, if you go into a public space where, well, let's say a, a, a university, or maybe Ghana or tech or whatever, where one subject has about 2,000, 3,000, uh, <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, how, do you, how do you sort of uh, make sure that you can tailor to all these uh, type, uh, mm-hmm. students? How do you make sure that... But now the technology exists. Mm-hmm. You can do a diagnostic of uh, an individual and actually identify the strengths, their weaknesses, mm-hmm. all sorts of opportunities that they can exploit based on their unique skill, skill, skill sets. Accessible and inclusive learning. Access to school buildings to one which everyone has access to learning and is therefore inclusive. So mm-hmm. buildings, that kind of hardcore infrastructure in a globalized education 4.0 it's really not, uh, what do you call it, a big issue. I mean, you can deliver learning uh, now, I'm, irrespective of... I'm smiling of, because uh, there's a phrase I had, you know, without borders. Without borders, So yeah. now I'm thinking we're, we're looking at education, education without, without borders. borders. Some people are even talking about the Uberization of education. Okay. Where you can receive education... Indeed, in, in, on the in, go. On, on the go. Uh, this this uh, what do you call it? Um, this this uh, device mm. can can receive education, can receive lectures, you can podcasts and everything on 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 the go, and can even assess you mm. and provide you your printed certificate. Can send you your your, your certificate online for so you to print off. And you would you would essentially be looking absolutely. At, you know, absolutely. I, I want our listeners to be a part of this conversation. Um, so I'm going to try and open the phone lines a right, bit early, okay. but I, before I do that, I want to take a, a quick commercial break. Right. But let's just hold that thought for mm-hmm. me for a minute, okay. because when we come back from the break, I want us to be able to harp on it. Being able to position ourselves so that we can end-to-end digitize yeah. some of our processes. Mm-hmm. We can start from the low-hanging fruits. It doesn't have to be the big things, because yeah. there are people who have enough deeper pockets who are handling those things, right. and they're making it pro bono yeah. for everyone else. But you can start from the little things, yeah. like you're saying, your certification, mm-hmm. your travel pass. Mm-hmm. If you travel every time and you fly, where mm-hmm. are you keeping your tickets? Yeah. I know someone who keeps all of their tickets on their device. Yeah. Let's just hold yeah. that thought for okay. a minute. We'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551-111997 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention everyone, class is in progress. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass and we're getting interactive right now. Today we're having a conversation on the future of work, the future of work. And Richard Oseyanim is here to fill some questions for us. It's an exciting conversation. We want you to be a part of it. So you can pick up that phone, give us a call on 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on WhatsApp on 055-11-11997. That's zero five five one 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 nine nine seven. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. What are you doing in your business as a business owner in all of this digitization, digitalization? How are your processes becoming smarter? How are you positioning yourself and metamorphosing to become relevant in the future? We've just shared thoughts here about some of the jobs, top ten jobs that are going to be here in the next five to seven years, and top ten jobs that are going to decline. How are you positioning yourself as a business owner? Let's share ideas on some of these conversations and we can all become better for it. Numbers to call 03022 Masterclass today is brought to us by Goyle. Goyle Good Energy. Goyle Yenara Yedia. And also by Lancaster University, the only British university campus in all of West Africa. While we're waiting for the phone lines to ring, Richard, we're, we're making the point early on. Yeah. What are some of the low-hanging fruits that um, business owners can begin to look at? And after you answer that question, and if the phone rings, we'll take that one. But mm-hmm. the, the question I asked you off air, right. which is that if I'm a business owner and I have a workforce today, there's a certain outcome that already exists. It's either they are well prepared or they are not. Now, if they're well prepared, hooray. Yeah. If I find that they're not mm-hmm. through a certain assessment process, yeah. what should I do as a business owner right. in trying to remedy yeah. the situation? I, I, I think for before you recruit and, and there's this thing uh, in computing or garbage in garbage yard, it's it, tells clearly whether the person you've recruited is is fit for purpose or not and as to whether they are giving you are they efficient or effective in the sort of things that you're mm. you're engaging them to do what is your return on investment as far as human capital is concerned in your organization mm. and and that really takes a decent enough uh, what we call a, a diagnostic of the of the of the individual uh, it rips apart the individual goes into their um, whether they are innovative, whether they are adaptive, whether they, they can uh, create, create what you call it, um, whether they can p- solve problems, whether they are creative, uh, what sort of, what is their innovation bias? These are things that as a business owner, you should have a hang on as far as your, uh, what your human capital is, con- is concerned. Mm. And some may need to go back to school. Mm. Some require to unlearn. Yes, on, you unlearn to relearn. Mm. Some people need to find a way to, uh, and that's from a business owner's perspective. Mm. Some sort of investment needs to go into your human human mm. capital. Some you may have to let go. Uh, the, the others could do with coaching, mm. and, and I find it uh, coaching thrives in different environments, but it's not a big thing here. People willingly lending themselves to be coached. Mm-hmm. Man, know thyself. These are my weaknesses. Uh, can 
can can support can i get support to sort of uh, uh diminish I my weakness? It's orientation that says if i say that i don't know then i'm weak then i shouldn't be there yeah. maybe over time that will change over time i mean and, and that's part of our socialization and our and our what do you call it people say you, mm. you shouldn't be Happening on about colonialization and all these kinds of, but some of those things are as a function of how yeah. the world of work was set up at that time. We were primed to just build uh, empire. Yeah. So you're, you're conditioned to go to primary school, secondary, whatever. And our best, our best at the time, ended up in all sorts of schools overseas and came yeah. back to work in public sector. Yeah. Mm. If you don't do well these days, uh, you don't do so well in uh, social, uh, what do you call it, um, in, in secondary school mm-hmm. or whatever. They say, oh, could be police, mm-hmm. could be teacher. Mm-hmm. In some environments, the, 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 the most, uh, what do you call it, innovative and uh, mm-hmm. most, uh, the br- brightest the bright minds. minds actually end up in teaching. Mm. However, our, our, our socialization is everything that, okay, these kinds of uh, jobs are... Uh, if you don't make and yet it those to are the most sensitive ones if you like exactly you know so there's something to do with our socialization our orientation and mindset uh, mm. which I'm also sure, needs to change i'm not sure how how long that will happen whether it's a whether we're going to do whether we need a revolution or an no, I, evolution i mean, I mean hopefully I, i'm not sure how hopefully, we're going to do with, with all of these changes in digitization we'll keep talking about yeah. it and hopefully we will be able to make some some kind of impact, if yeah. you like, with, with, with changes in that field. Yeah. What would you say to parents mm. who, whose, whose wards are in school and they're, they're going to come out and become the workforce of the future mm. in the next couple of years? If the curriculum that they are currently going through does not offer them the total exposure as a human being, positioning them and making them relevant for the future, what additions can parents make? Because you are an edutech. Yeah. What additions can parents make to the existing um, offering that the, the awards are receiving. Yeah, I, I think I think um, parents should consider extracurricular activities. Mm. There's so much on 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 the web. Khan Khan Academy is one. Odilo. There are all sorts of interventions on 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 the web. That and what do they learn in this extracurricular that is not present in the mainstream curriculum? A lot of the STEM related subjects are not necessarily in the so coding and robotics for instance mm-hmm. are not in a lot of uh, curriculum and that mm-hmm. has to be an extracurricular activity i sent you a video earlier mm-hmm. on of a laptop and mm-hmm. uh, i wish we could show it but i mean mm-hmm. we don't have to maybe next time yeah but if a, a child is learning uh the the human skeleton mm-hmm. uh, from a 3d model i don't even if that's what that is jumping mm-hmm. out of the screen you can pick it up and mm-hmm. what do you call it uh it's clear around with play it. around and so on and so on compared to somebody who's just taken a dry book uh i'm, I'm not sure i've forgotten what biology book we used back in in the it was the, the gust day. wasn't it uh no uh, my my mind was uh, earlier, much earlier. My, much earlier. <laughs> it was modimbo it was called modimbo i've forgotten mm. the, the author of, the, of that book i mean dry hard what do you call it yes i mean you, was you it could, not no, was no 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 Akiola was also uh, <laughs> some of us actually uh, knew <laughs> so 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 uh, but you get to go to the laboratory mm-hmm. and play around with dissecting a frog and so on and yeah. so forth uh, yeah. Uh, some a lot of schools these days don't even have those types of mm. of, of la- la- laboratories. So, but technology makes it possible. Indeed, all the all, all this is is been all uh, digitalized. So mm. it's very easy to have access to that kind of uh, uh, extracurricular, mm. uh, what do you call it, um, information for your for your for your children. 
and make them well-rounded, I suppose, also. Yes. There, there, there was another point I wanted to make, which was about the teachers, mm-hmm. the type of teachers. <laughs> There's another one on, on social media. I, I don't see your name. It says, please go over there, the list of new job areas again. I think that people yeah, are really that's interested. A very, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we may have to spend one program just, I think so. just, just focused just, on, focus yes. on that. But quickly, I mean, the, the type of teachers that... Mm will be fit for purpose for mm-hmm. education 4.0 mm-hmm. because by inference mm-hmm. if these are the skills that are required are required or the children or students need mm-hmm. to have then who's going to teach them if they themselves are not necessarily fit for purpose mm-hmm. so teachers need to be and for me the work we do i mean our core focus is teachers because really without teachers you cannot get on to the learner indeed uh, so teachers increase the use of technology for mm-hmm. teachers the focus of social and emotional learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those days where you were caning people and what are the rod of correction not <laughs> departing far from the child are, are along these times. These days they are what naughty, naughty, naughty chair and uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, face the uh, corner. I, I hear, I hear the nouveau rich. There's like mm-hmm. uh, you won't go to London this year. That's their, hey. that's their discipline. <laughs> <laughs> but on a, on a, on a more serious note, with, with with teachers, devote more teach more teaching on uh, global issues, especially climate change. Mm. I think one of our most biggest issues, and I don't really see the conversation in this country. We, we're not talking about climate mm. change. It's, it's not registered on our radar. You know? But you look at our, our whole agri sector. I mean, the, the kinds of uh, rainfall patterns that mm-hmm. have shifted. Our biggest earner, which is uh, cocoa, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 the way the, the, the trees the numbers, are not... Yeah. It's, it's, you add, you add uh, what you got, uh, um, environmental degradation mm-hmm. through... Uh, what do you call it, Galamsey and all mm-hmm. these things. It's an existential threat, but for some reason, it's it doesn't. It's not on the front burner mm-hmm. uh, as far as uh, we we are concerned. So I think those are some of the things that mm-hmm. we need to start uh, the conversation and 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 intensify mm-hmm. as far as uh, curriculum is concerned. For 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 business owners or school for school owners and so on. Uh, this curriculum then positions your, your, your school to be considered what is called an uh, education 4.0, a, a school that is training people mm-hmm. for the fourth industrial revolution. Right. I've got this comment. You didn't add your name. It says, okay. It says, I'm a photographer into editorials and conceptual content. Mm-hmm. How could I channel it into problem solving while I make profit and also... Mm-hmm. Um, this requires a whole business plan. <laughs> I'm not too sure. But, then, but, but I, I get yeah. the first part of the question. How can he channel his uh, um, job as a photographer into editorials and conceptual content? I think that's a, that's a bigger conversation. That's a it? bigger conversation. I mean, people, I, I'm seeing people, uh, different photographers on social media, mm-hmm. uh, cataloging uh, different places of the country. Mm-hmm. And selling those, uh, mm-hmm. what do you call it, um, f- uh, images, uh, stock, but, stock, stock. Yeah. What do you call it? I mean, the other bit about that creativity. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? I'm, I'm not sure. I, I get. Yeah, but uh, you see, for me, another thing I'll just share with this with this person is also that you should probably begin to research into the future of photography. Yes, because it's it's changing so fast. I mean, all of these new phones that are coming up with all of these documents and yeah. all that. You know, okay, somebody is helping us with the name of the of the biology book. <laughs> <laughs> it said the biology book was what? Yanni Eusi. No. It was before that one. I'll find it. I'll probably find you it know, for my mates. But, and, but yeah. back to the photography yeah. issue. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was, I was just saying that 
things are changing so yeah. much. Editorials. Now all of these magazines, everything are digital. But they are doing so much yes. with the photographs that yes. now you have photographs in 3D, in 4D. Absolutely. You know, you can do edits of pictures you didn't even take. Yeah. You yeah. can create these things. So you should begin to, you know, research yeah. into that and become more relevant. Yeah. Think yeah. about when we started uh, years ago, decades ago with a pinhole camera. Indeed. And when we were in school, secondary school, the photographer comes and takes a picture. He mm-hmm. brings it, uh, what do you call it, uh, about a week later mm-hmm. to a point where nearly every year a device comes that improves on the quality of photography. Mm-hmm. This, this, this device takes brilliant Indeed. pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, exactly what you said. Um, uh, you should look into the the the, into the, the, the newer uh, the future of photography. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was this other one um, I wanted to ask about the electric cars. Mm. Um, as businesses in Ghana, mm-hmm. you know, what would you say to them in terms of positioning themselves to become relevant? Yeah. I mean, as OMCs, as fuel stations, yeah. as this thing has started in other places already. How how do they position themselves to yeah. become relevant? And, and as usual, I mean, uh, four or five years ago, the, the government started talking about uh, LPG, for instance, and changing the way LPG is distributed. And for me, instead of the association looking at how they can maximize what you do, when you start introducing these things, you you get resistance and mm. people start kicking. But that the that average. Tesla electric car, I think it's made up of about 14 or 15 major parts. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you, you just put it together. It, uh, it's assembled. Okay. So for, it is not one of those cars that your, our current technical vocational institutions are training people are in. Able to handle. Uh, handle. So straight away, there's an opportunity there. Indeed. How do you get to. The maintenance the, of it. Uh, providing maintenance for what you call it. I mean, batteries will become a big, big issue. Mm-hmm. Electric uh, charging, uh, what you call it, uh, stations. And mm-hmm. so if you rip the car apart, mm-hmm. uh, every every part of that car uh, is a potential problem waiting to happen. To be fixed. Okay. Indeed. It's a potential problem waiting to be fixed. Indeed. So that is where really for, for, for most businesses, uh, entrepreneurship, how you make money and so on. It's really about solving a problem. Mm. So once you can look at a problem, split the value chain of that problem, mm-hmm. uh, put a cost to it, add value to it, mm-hmm. can you charge for a service or a product as far as the, pro- the solution that you're, 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 you're offering? And I think that's where uh, people need to to. to to begin to yeah, look. look at one, one final thing about mm-hmm. uh, the skills I was talking about. The, the, the one about continuous learning. Mm-hmm. I think the Jap- Japanese call it uh, Japanese call it um, kaizen. Mm-hmm. That the process of continuous improvement. Uh, for lots of people, as soon as they finish and get their degree or whatever, that's about the last time they step into what you call it a, a, classroom, a classroom or whatever. <laughs> people don't do continuous. If you belong to certain professions, an accountant, a lawyer, uh, project um, management, you will have to do. Case. Medical, yes, whatever, co- yeah. co- continuous professional development, and sometimes your your license is not renewed if you haven't uh, engaged in that a a number, number of hours. You see, uh, but continuous professional development, continuous learning is critical for. Uh, it's kind of one of those skills that mm. you need in the in this 
global 4.0. You know, just end with this for about. me. While you talk about continuous learning, for mm. business owners who mm. want to be relevant, today the conversation is going into data, all the soft skills, all yeah. the things that are not necessarily hardcore and tangible. Machines are assembling the vehicles mm. in all of our assembly plants and all that. What areas should uh, a business owner be reading about, apart from the area where their business operates or the industry in which they, they operate? What should they be looking at in terms of information? What should they read? Where should they read? There, there are several courses on mm. EDX. Uh, EDX has about 14 million, mm. uh, what do you call it, uh, participants or, mm-hmm. or about 900,000 whatever courses. Uh, Udemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there are all sorts of uh, free, uh, what do you call it? So just uh, go online, online just and, go and on, look for online them. Online and look for them. But focus on your particular industry mm-hmm. and, and look at the emerging trends, what is going to happen. And, and there are people that make it their job to 